and welcome back to The Average Shepherd. My name is now Father Sam and I would like to thank you for joining me today. If you'd like to help me spread the word and The Average Shepherd podcast, you can do so by leaving a positive five-star review and sharing it online with your friends and family and anyone you think might be interested. So today is the 2nd of November, which means it is All Souls Day, a very important day in the life of the church where we remember to pray for the souls of the faithfully departed. So before we begin today's homily podcast, we will begin as we always do with the word of God by reading today's gospel from Mark. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When the sixth hour came, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, and at the ninth hour Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means my God, my God, why have you deserted me? When some of those who stood by heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling on Elijah. Someone ran and soaked a sponge in vinegar, and putting it on a reed, he gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait and see if Elijah will come to take him down. But Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last. And the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The centurion who was standing in front of him had seen he had died, and he said, In truth, this man was a son of God. When the Sabbath was over, Mary of Magdala, Mary the mother of James and Salome, brought spices with which to go and anoint him. And very early in the morning on the first day of the week, they went out to the tomb just as the sun was rising. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked, they could see that the stone, which was very big, had already been rolled back. On entering the tomb, they saw a young man in a white robe seated on the right-hand side, and they were struck with amazement. But he said to them, There is no need for alarm. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See, here is the place where they laid him. The Gospel of the Lord. I don't think anything is more confronting to our human nature than the reality of death. I think it's quite natural for us to spend most of our lives seeking all kinds of distractions and trying our best to avoid even thinking about death. For this reason, in my office, I've actually got a plastic model of a human skull, which just sits there on my desk and stares at me all day long. And while this might seem a little bit morbid, it's actually an ancient Christian practice called a memento mori, a reminder of death. And its purpose is to help us to appreciate the present moment and to inspire us to being prepared for our own eventual passing. But even though we know that death is inevitable, it still grates against our soul. And I think that's because at the deepest level, it does not feel natural for us to have to die. In God's original plan, as we read in Genesis, God made us for eternal happiness with him. But through the sin of Adam and Eve, death entered into the world, and humanity has inherited the effects of their original sin. As we hear in Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 6, the wages of sin is death. And while our souls retain their eternal quality, our bodies must at some stage, of course, 
pass through the gates of mortality. The thought of death is hard to bear. Despite its inevitability, it can be scary, it can be painful, and it can be the cause of intense sadness. When we lose someone dear to us, it's extremely important that we take the time we need to grieve the loss of that person. But the point of today's feast, All Souls Day, is to not let the story end there. The threefold purpose of All Souls Day is memory, faith, and prayer. First of all, it's good to remember those we have loved and who have gone before us. We remember first the gift that they were in our lives and the blessings they brought to us along the way. But it's also good to try and remember them as they were, with all of their wonderful qualities as well as their limitations, to remind us of their humanity, to unite ourselves more closely to them in our shared need for God, both in this life and after death. But All Souls Day goes beyond mere memory, though, because it's also a day of faith. As we heard in the Gospel today, death was not the end for Jesus, and nor is it the end for us and for those we love. As we heard today, the tomb was truly empty. The stone had been rolled away when the women arrived. Christ had risen from the dead, and he has entered into the glory of heaven with the Father and the Holy Spirit forever. This is the very core of our Christian faith, and we say it every Sunday in the Creed. I believe in the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. Our hope in the resurrection of the dead is the very reason we live as Christians. So All Souls Day is about faith, that those who have died with Christ will also be raised with him in glory. And finally, today is a powerful reminder to never stop praying for those who have died. The church still teaches us that all who die in God's grace and friendship, but are still imperfectly purified, are indeed assured of their eternal salvation. But after death, they undergo purification so as to achieve the holiness necessary to enter the joy of heaven. This, of course, is the doctrine of purgatory. There's no definitive teaching about what purgatory looks like exactly or how long it takes, but today serves as a reminder to continue praying for the souls in most need of God's mercy. For that purpose, let us pray. Dear God of mercy, we pray this day for all souls, both those known to us and unknown to us, who, although touched by death, have not yet entered into your heavenly kingdom. While they loved you in their lifetime, they failed in some way to attain the perfection heaven demands. So in our love for them, we offer up our prayers, our small works of mercy, in the hope that your mercy will flow to them and bring them to eternal peace with you. May they intercede for us and win for us the graces we need to live out our life on earth in perfect obedience and love of you, so that we too may join them in everlasting life with you in heaven. Eternal rest grant to them, O Lord, and let the perpetual light shine upon them. May the souls of all the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Be assured that I'll be praying for all of my listeners and the souls of their loved ones today. May God bless you all, and I will see you next time.